Welcome back to Being Rich. I am your host, Rich Bustos. Today, I have one of the homies, Denny Choi, stop by the podcast. Actually, I stopped by his gym and we did the podcast there. Denny is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt and owner of BAME Jiu-Jitsu in Fremont, California. I've only known Denny for about a year, but I swear it feels a lot longer. We trained together at Atlanta State Jiu-Jitsu in Los Altos, shout out to Milton Bastos, and also worked at LinkedIn together. I'm not gonna lie, Denny's one of the most interesting dude I've ever had the chance to sit down and talk to. We went from talking about his childhood living in SoCal, to him dropping out of high school and running off to NorCal, to him picking up his life and attending UC Berkeley. We also talked about how jujitsu changed his life and why opening a gym was his goal. I hope you enjoy the show. Peace. Denny Choi, right uh, on. Sure. Thanks for coming here. Thanks for being on the show. Okay. Um, for people who don't know who you are or what you do, why don't you give a little intro about yourself? Yeah. I'll, first of all, I was curious what your intros were. That's pretty chill. That's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Wait, wait, was it good? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. No, I, I'm going to have a, a better intro here. <laughs> we'd be like, no, it's all good. Whatever. It's like, uh, you know what's good about that? Like, I don't know if you're going to keep that in or not, but it, it'll be fun to keep it in because people can grow with you. Yeah. You feel me? So that's yeah. that's essentially what I'm trying to do here. So like what I'm doing, what I am is I'm a dude that grew up in L.A., went to school in the Bay, worked in the Bay, got into tech. Um, I'm a dude who... Didn't know what the hell tech was. You feel me? I do that. I'm just I'm just a kid that tried to hustle, skating, skating, grimy ass kid that just tried to get by, mm-hmm. do the best with my situation. Hustled, got through uh, school, got through work, and but I always had one goal was to have my own place, have my own have my own business, have my own control. You feel me? Like when I was a kid, I felt like I had no control of anything. Mm-hmm. So that's always been my goal, right? Mm-hmm. So. The, the place you're seeing around me right now is my business, my place of business, but it's more than that. It's my place where uh, I feel like I'm not tethered to anyone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't owe anyone anything. I did all this by myself, and I'm really proud of that, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, today, I'm just a dude who's just trying to get by, trying to do good for my family, mm-hmm. trying to make my future self proud. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this is the first step. You know, having mm-hmm. it in my own place, I, I teach jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been training jiu-jitsu for around, like, 15 years now. And uh, it's, it's something that's been there for me through the worst of times, got me through the worst of times, and now it's going to be the vehicle I use to get me to the best of times. Mm-hmm. You know and what I'm saying? you mentioned that you've been teaching jiu-jitsu for 15 years, but yeah. you opened up your own place when? So I started, so right now we're middle of 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that because, you know, 20 years from now, people are going to listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah. <you> know. <laughs> no, I started in January, so it's only been like six months, but I've been, I've been training for 15, but I've been teaching since I was like a blue belt. Like the way that my first school was, it was, it was fairly small and um, I got a chance to do a little bit of everything. So I was like teaching from a really young age and I knew early on I wanted my own place. And I also knew like competing wasn't the thing that really got me going. Mm-hmm. It was showing someone something and then being like you just made my experience better like you like i feel better about myself i've seen people walk out of class and be like damn jiu-jitsu like helped me right Mm -hmm. so if i could be a part of making them move a little better or this is the technique or this is how you stop someone from doing that Mm -hmm. that to me is my way of making people feel better and it makes me feel dope you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying it's it really is that's what like fuels all of this at the end of the day yeah, yeah. definitely i, I kind of want to take it back because we know each other through jujitsu but also yeah. we worked at the same company which was linkedin right and uh we used to have lunch so i'm, I'm no longer at linkedin yeah, but we yeah. used to have lunch all the time and <laughs> i always thought you were just like 
like kind of not a weirdo, but someone who's <laughs> super interesting, right? Wait, so, so yeah, yeah, talk more I, I about that. Talk more, yeah, talk more about that. So you used to tell me that you're part of a gang, you got stabbed, and I, I don't know why I'm laughing because they're all, I'm assuming, true. Uh, why don't you talk this to us about yeah. your, your your childhood and um, kind of let's bring it all the way back from your childhood to the time that we've met at LinkedIn. Yeah, so I, I got to address something right now. Like, yeah. first of all, I, I was never part of any gang. Uh, by the way, that's what gang members always say. <laughs> but I, I was I was definitely affiliated growing up. But um, I like yeah, I was I was I was working with them. I was like I considered them like business associates. You know what I'm saying? But like um, it, yeah, I was never part of a gang. I never got jumped in. I never like rep no block. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I was I was living in an environment where that was part of daily life. And so like uh, yeah, that was part of my life. And uh, you know what? I, I spoke to you about it because, you know, uh, uh, you know, you the homie and shit, and you asked me questions, and, like, anyone that wanted to, just, like, as an instructor, you come to me and ask me a question, I'm going to answer it the best mm-hmm. I can, so, like, but I don't go out telling people I'm doing that, so, dude, this podcast is, like, a, like a, I guess, a big step for me. I'm hoping by talking about it, like, other people can relate or uh, sort of give them a little motivation or something like that, but because people have asked me, like, you've asked me before, like, damn, what, that's crazy, or, like, how did that happen, or how'd you do, and I'm, like, if I'm, and I tell myself, like, I really don't want to tell this story, but if, by telling this story, it can help you in some way, mm-hmm. I'm all for it, you feel me, yeah. so, like, yeah, so, to yeah. that gang shit, like, mm-hmm. nah, but yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's going from the, from my beginning, is like, my parents are from Korea, both in Korea, my dad fought in the Vietnam War, he, he, uh, he did his thing, came to America, had us. Like, I was born in Korea, but my parents were, like, American by that time. So mm-hmm. they came back to Korea. They came back to America after I was born. I have an older brother. And, you know, they're, you know I'm a first-generation American and, like, children of immigrants and all the baggage that comes with that, all the good shit, but a lot of bad shit too, right? So, like, um, I was, like, I was getting prepared for this podcast, and you're asking me these questions, and I'm like, okay, let me think about it. Like, at the end of the day, when you have a kid growing up in the hood, uh, in LA, you know what I'm saying? Parents parents are immigrants. They barely speak English. They're trying to get by, working two jobs. They're not in a position to tell you what to do. They're not in a position to even know where you're at. Like, this was before we even had cell phones and stuff, right? Yeah. So what's the product of that? Like, I think about it all the time, and, like, there's decisions that I've made, but there's a lot of people that are in the position that I was in, and the, the difference is I went about and did something about it, and a lot of people are trying to do something about it. It's the information flow that's limited, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So, yeah, like... That's that was my environment, gang shit. Yeah, like in the very early on, it was just struggle city. Like yeah. growing up a ghetto ass kid. Like I remember, I had I remember in middle school, this girl named Rachel. I still remember her name. I don't know people. I don't know. I'll forget your name in a day or two. Just remind me. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how bad it is. Yeah. But this chick Rachel, uh, she came up to me and was like, "Ew, why are you always wearing the same clothes?" And I was like, "I didn't know that was a thing." Like, what do you mean same clothes? Like this is my clothes. Is I wear it? Like, mm-hmm. and she was like, "You never wear new clothes. You never." I was like, "That's a thing." And so I didn't even have homies that got clothes for the school year or anything like that, right? So I remember I had these shorts that were way too big for me. My parents are like, you know, trying to, they're, they're about that, like, just moving forward business. So, like, they would cut holes in and tie a string tight to my waist. My, dad, my brother was much bigger than I was. So I would wear his shorts, and it was so thin that you could see through it, like, depending on how the light shined and shit. So, like, it, it was just, that was my life. And then so that was that. And then when it, by the time I got to high school, I was fed up. I was tired of, like, not having shoes. I was tired of seeing 
other people in school having shoes every year. To me, that was a mind blower. I had duct tape on the bottom of my shoe, shoe goose to homie, like it filled up holes, all that stuff. I used to skate a lot too, so I didn't have much. And so what that turned into, what you're talking about, referring to that gang shit, it was just me just trying to hustle. That's where I learned hustle, mm -hmm. but it was channeled in the wrong way because I didn't have guidance. Yeah. The guidance I did have were the people around me, and uh, yeah, it wasn't good. So that led to me escalating the the process of me getting to jail and uh i'm getting i just wanted food in my belly yeah. and then food comes uh once you get the foods knocked out now you want a little pocket change once you get the pocket change knocked out you you want to be associated with some cool kids and then once you got the cool kids there's chicks and you want to get with the chicks and so it just escalated and then it, it all came to an head where i had to change my life and mm -hmm. so right now at that inflection point is where i'm at right now like mm -hmm. that moment made me the person i am today mm -hmm. and so like i'm way different than what i was in the yeah. past and like it's still hard to adjust bro like mm -hmm. there's definitely like reverb of my actions and the environment that i was in to today you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying so but you know what i use it for fuel um there's a lot i'm in the tech industry right but then like i work in tech but and i'm surrounded by people who did well in tech but i'm at the end of the day a blue collar dude like i was a car mechanic for years before i went back to school so like this this gym is like my dream. This is my IPO. Like mm -hmm. it's done. Like I made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just want more people to come in, see what we're doing here, be a part of the team. Mm -hmm. And from there, I'll parlay that to more opportunities. And hopefully, you never know, bigger gym, different space, different yeah. opportunities. Like I'm just trying to make this thing grow. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like I'm, yeah, I'm not trying to get rich in five years. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's a lifelong thing. So knowing where I started, I feel super happy. Mm -hmm and blessed and gratitude but there's more to come yeah no yeah. i definitely want to uh stay at in the you know the spectrum of your childhood childhood because i remember you mentioned that you'd even finish high school yeah but you know during one of our lunch discussion i knew that you went to berkeley maybe yeah. talk a little bit about that like you, you dropping out of school and how that kind of led you to you know maybe picking up your life from there yeah 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 that's a that's a that's a a very big part of my life, which was um, I didn't finish school because, first of all, I think everything happens in the home first. Mm -hmm. Like when I, I think about I don't have kids, don't, don't not going to have kids in a while, but my entire life, I, I knew what it was felt to be to be raised in an environment where my parents wanted more from me, but they couldn't. Mm -hmm. And I tried my best to navigate the best I knew. Mm -hmm. And the limiting factor was what you know. Right. So I think about my kids in the future and be like, damn, I would do this different. I would do this different. But as far as like where that came from, it's like in my childhood, I didn't have much. You know what I'm saying? Like my parents worked multiple jobs. Um, they tried their best. They didn't know what credit card debt was. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm like seven, eight. And I know that like don't answer the phone. Let the answering machine hit it. Oh, this is a creditor for this, for this bill. I wake up, I turn the light on, it doesn't work sometimes, just keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know this was bad because guess what? All the other neighbors were struggling too. There are people knocking on our door and be like, don't open it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how it was. And so when it comes to graduating high school, like, how important is that? You know what I mean? For In my mind frame back then, it was like graduating high school. Like, uh, I, was, I was the kid that would be like, yo, give it to me straight. Because I've been, like, burned too many times. Like, even at that age to be like, yo, high school, and then you go to college. I'm like, I didn't know what – this is – talk about information flow. I grew up in L.A., and I didn't know what UCLA meant. 
I had no really? idea what UCLA was. Like, I had no idea, let alone a Cal State or a private school or yeah. USC. I didn't know anything. I was, a, I was skating in the street. I didn't have, mm-hmm. I had homies that had, were skipping class with me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I didn't know what UCLA, UCLA was. I had no idea what FAFSA was. I didn't know what student loans were. So you're telling me about high school, and I'm telling you about college. Like, the whole point of high school is to go to college, right? Yeah. And then it's like, yeah, that's the point. And it's like, well, I'm not going to college, bruh. So, like, I, I'm here to make money. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I wish someone, if I, if I had a kid talk to me that way, I'd be like, you do realize people go to college so they can get a job, get money. Right. And there was no connection to me. I was like, you go do your, you go do your rich boy shit and I'm going to get rich right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I got, that's how I fell into drugs and shit. And it was because of drugs and pseudo gangbanging and like slanging shit and stealing credit cards. And I got in a lot of trouble and then I got kicked out of school because I was part of the wrestling program. And I was a young buck, like, in the varsity team. And, like, there was freshmen, sophomores, and then varsity, right? And yeah. we were, like, Division One, Division Two, mm-hmm. and we were murking the game. And then I was like, damn, I'm running with these kids. And then when you have access to older kids that also don't have aspirations, they're like, yo, I got the plug. I got the connect on this. This is the hustle. Mm-hmm. And then knowing... How I was, I was like hustling. I did my own thing. I, I went through my, I've been by myself for the longest. So I come in hot. Like, yeah. hey, boys, like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to run game on this Best Buy. Like, I know the route. I know the layout. I know what people walk through. I've been, I've been casing this place out. We're going to run amok in here. We're going to get all the money. We're going to get all this stuff. We're going to do our thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So this is the type of crews that I was running with. And, like, I didn't finish high school because I got, during class, me and the homies were out, like, running amok yeah. cops get pulled up blah 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 boom, 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 and then boom like i didn't finish high school like mm-hmm. they just kicked me out went to jail mm-hmm. um went to jail and like um in, uh possession intent to sell blah, 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 blah. you know what i'm saying yeah. like i don't want to get all the details but mm-hmm. it was it was a big low but what's fucked is like when you have a kid that and this is some on some tangent shit but like if you have a kid struggling like the worst thing you do is kick him out of school i don't know i never understood that because that opened the gateway for me to be out there and running with these kids that are also just got expelled. Yeah. Also, the LA Unified didn't want to mess with me. Like, I went to other, my parents tried to put me in other schools, but guess what? They can't have the time to do that. No parent or neighbor is going to do that for me. And, like, it's just one thing led to another, and I was just on the street, and I had to make my own money. You know what I mean? I'm still living with folks, but I'm at the point where I could pay their rent mm-hmm. on some hustle stuff. And I was like, dude, let's do it. This is yeah. full force. Let's do it. Yeah. So when was the point where it's like, okay, now I got to start picking up. I need a, I want to go to college. Yeah. Cause I know you did go to Berkeley. So when was that point where that, that turnaround? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay, cool. Like, uh, so I didn't finish high school. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and there was a couple, there was a, a, a while there were like a lot of homies that I was running with. Like I was just gone from their life because I, I found, I was chasing the money. So like there's other groups, older dudes, 30 year olds, 40 year olds running game. And I was like running with them. And then I got went to jail in and out of stuff went to court ordered rehab and all this other stuff and i was just sick of it i was sick of seeing my mom cry you know what i'm saying and like you would think that would be the sign to switch it up it wasn't like i had access to a car because i was working at a car shop at the time you know i'm like 13 14 working at a car shop well, something's up no one asked me like what's the problem bro you know I, mean? I was like oh i love cars dude it's like nah bro i'm like waxing cars and shit yeah. and i had access to a car it was a it, i remember it was a 1970 chevelle Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't an SS. It was like, it, it was it was an it was just ragged. I they I got the keys, got in it, grabbed some stuff. I had like a couple hundred bucks in my pocket, and I drove north, bro, from mm-hmm. LA. Just drove north, and 
I didn't eat. I didn't, I didn't do nothing. It was just a day. It just took a day. But, like, I would fill it up with gas, keep going. Fill it up with gas, keep going. Put, 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 land it. I was like, I guess I'm living here now. I just straight up grabbed my shit and dipped out because I was like, you know what? Let me just reset. It'll be good for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm a product of my environment. Mm-hmm. This is what I told myself. I like 14, 15, whipped in a car, just mm-hmm. went somewhere, and I landed in Davis, California. Damn. Random. Without telling your parents? Without Nothing. Like- I didn't know shit because my parents were never there. Like, yeah. even but if I told them, they were like... What was the reason of you doing that? Why did you just decide to just grab the car and head so, up north? So, the great question. So, like, back there, I felt like the, I was in this momentum of, mm-hmm. of, of destruction. You know what I'm saying? I saw how I was affecting other people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I got my shit and dipped oh, out right. and thought I could do a refresh. But guess what? It was, it was good intention, but it was bad execution. Why? Because informational, I didn't know how to do it better. I did it. And then what happens when you're released and you're in this place where you don't know anybody, you don't have anything? What are you going to do? You're going to hustle your way to at least getting a roof over your head or, like, whatever, right? So, like, um, uh, it, it snowballed into even worse shit. Even worse. When you're up north. Yeah, bro. Like, I, it was worse. And, like, <laughs> guess what? I, I now had access to people that, like, looked up to me. Mm-hmm. And these are, like, 20, 30-year-olds, and then I'm a 15-year-old, and they're looking up to me like, yo, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, let me, let me paint a picture. It's like, put, 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 boom, whip the car in a, in a parking spot, right? And just leave it there. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not registered in my name. I didn't know yeah. anything about that, yeah. right? And then I just had a few books in my pocket, and then... Um, I go walk up to it. I didn't realize Davis had a college. It's called UC Davis. You think I know what Davis is when I don't know what LA is? So I go there and I, I go to the front desk. I'm like, I guess I'm supposed to be here. And then I got so lucky because it's just luck and, and, ex- and just hustle mentality. It's just like I walked into like a student apartment thing. Like it wasn't nothing to do with school, but it was apartments specifically for students. Okay. And I remember it because it was like right across the street from like the police department or something. I walked into the front and the lady not even phased to see a young ass kid just being like, whatever. Like I came in like with like swag. And so she was just like, yeah, here, here's our contract. Like get your parents to sign it. You know what I mean? Give us the down and then we're good. You know, like the deposit. Mm-hmm. I was like, for sure, for sure. Good shit. Good shit. They're right outside. Let me just talk <laughs> to them real quick. And I walked outside and I was like, all right, what do I do now? And I yeah. find myself back then, I realized even today is like, I just go head first into things and just like, what do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do now? And then, so I had this thing, this lease, I guess. And then what do I do? I just walk down the street. Mm-hmm. I was walking down the street. And as I'm walking, every step I'm taking, like, okay, I need to find an Asian dude that looks like my dad. Mm-hmm. I got to have him sign it. And then like, you know what? I can't have it signed in front of uh, them because they're going to be like, what's going on? Yeah. And then it's like, well, I got to get in front of a notary. Because I can see this like, things like p.o box things like notary 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 so i got this asian dude i gave him like the last few bucks like 15 bucks mm-hmm. old chinese dude i think and then he was just hanging out you know what i mean and then he's like what the all right he's like can you just sign your name on here but this is what you need to sign and then the fact that it wasn't his name he felt good about it mm-hmm. i was weirdo and then <laughs> we go and do it in front of notary notary fucking stamps it brings it in and then like I don't know what having a deposit shit. I think I was just like, you know what? I'll give it to you later. You know what I mean? Like my parents are, you know, they're around here doing my thing. They're like figuring out I'm about to move in. And then they let me in. They showed me the place, gave me the keys. Boom. I was living in the spot. At, in Davis. In Davis, in an apartment, on my own, whole whole spot to myself. Uh What's the, remember what I said? I get into shit and I get to the next step. Yeah. Well, I was like, okay, how do I get that deposit? (laughs) And then guess what? That night, everyone's moving in. House parties, house parties, house Mm -hmm. parties. I just started souping. It was like, hey, what's up? My name's Johnny. Like, what's good? Like, you know what I mean? And then, like, um, one thing led to another. Like, I get back into, I, I, when you're a fucking dirty, grimy criminal, you can mm-hmm. identify other dirty, grimy criminals. Uh-huh. And so, like, 
we we lock eyes. We're like, "What's up, bro? It's good." It's like, "Where are you from?" It's like, "I'm from LA." It's like, "Oh, where? I'm from Modesto. Yeah. I'm from Sac. I'm from like." Richmond and I, I didn't know I've never heard of these cities honestly so I didn't know I was like slowly building a den of thieves yeah. and then we just started casing parties out and just mm-hmm. cleaning them up you mm-hmm. know what I mean like leaving doors open windows open at, during the party mm-hmm. kids they don't after the party they don't clean up they mm-hmm. go home or they go to class yeah. slip through I, I didn't have class like and so shit all that and I'm talking about it like it's it's I'm I'm having I'm smiling about it or whatever because I think it's so ridiculous you know what I'm yeah. saying like I'm, like, ashamed of all this shit I did. Like, you tell me I'm not proud of it. Like, did I, can I derive some type of positivity out of it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm a strong dude that, like, can, like, work on things. And you plot me in the middle of China, I can get myself out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm confident in myself. But it, it was all, I'm a product of my environment. And, but, again, like, it's a positive for me because I learned to be strong. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it's just, like, a damned if you do, damned if you don't thing. Like, mm-hmm. I got myself into the, this mess. What am I supposed to do? I didn't even know, like, maybe I should talk to the police. Like, I don't even, I still don't know what the right thing to have yeah. done, right? I was just, I was just a hustle mentality, and I wanted to survive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just relied on what I do. So, like, when I think about people getting released from jail, and, like, I relate to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot, I, I relate to a lot of people, minorities that going through certain things and feel like they're the only ones going through it. And if they find people, like, I don't care if they're bad people, like, at least they're like me and yeah. was hanging. And guess what? Synergy of destruction is just, it's just, uh, that's what it was. So that's yeah. my, that's my downfall. Mm-hmm. One day I just showed up. Well, actually, one day I was like, you know what? I love cars. I worked in a car. I want to I wanna go to, I want to work on cars for a living, right? Yeah. And I was like, what's the best way? While should you're I? at Davis. Yeah, okay. yeah. And then I was like, what should I do? Should I work at a, uh, should I work on Hondas? Like, oh, I would love to work on Hondas. You know what I mean? And then, and then I drove, I saw a, a Porsche drive by. I'm like, wait, people would need to fix Porsches. I need to fix Porsche. And then I was like, wait, am I thinking small? And I was like, <laughs> Ferraris, Lamborghinis. So what did I do? I created an email, like a template, mm-hmm. and I just hit. I, I knew I wanted to go back home because I needed a place to live. Like, mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out a way to make money where I'm at, right? So I was like, I'm going to go back home, and I'm going to need a job. And how am I going to do it? I'm going to fucking hit up every high-end dealer. I'm talking Jaguar, Acura, Lexus, Ferrari, Aston Martin, Bentley, Bugatti, all that stuff. And you know what? I, to my surprise, like, you know what we were talking about earlier? Like, yo, I don't care if it's Michael Jordan. That's your, the guy you want to talk to. Why not just ask him? Yeah. Like, he, the worst-case scenario is what? No. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll, he can't spit at you from an email. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, he'll spit true. on his laptop. There's no problem. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. I just always knew that there were, the no was never a thing to me. Mm-hmm. Like, if you told me no, it's like, bro, I've heard no t- 100 times worse than that. No ain't shit. So I'm going to break down the doors and get in this bitch, right? So um, I emailed... Lamborghini, Orange County, Ferrari, Beverly Hills. The, I got a lot of feedback, positive feedback, and that was enough. They were like, hey, we're not looking for technicians, and you're really young. You don't have experience. Like, we don't know what, what you're looking for, but, you know, you can stop by. I can show you a tour. Mm-hmm. We love meeting people that are future Ferrari owners and stuff. And that was, like, a dude that was just very gracious and helpful and stuff. And, but he had no intention of ever hiring me, and I got a few of those. I, I whip it back. I find another. It was a Honda, S, a Ford Escort. I don't know how I found it. I had the keys. I, it's, I think I bought it for like 100 bucks or something like that. Yeah. I drove back home. I opened the door. No one's there. I was like, what? what? And it's like, uh, wait a second. Oh, and then the neighbor's like, oh, yeah, the, the family that was here moved over here. And uh-huh. then like, so I grew up in like an area called Gardena and Compton. So they're right next to each other. Mm-hmm. So they were, the parents moved back to Compton. And so I was like, all right, cool. Like, 
Let's get it. Let's go. And then, like, I'm knocking on the door, and they're like, if you grow up in Compton, anyone knocks on the door that heavy, yeah. they're trying to get your shit, or it's the cops, right? Yeah. And my parents don't want either of them. Yeah. Then I'm like, boom, 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 boom. And they're like, what's up? And I was like, hey, what's up? They're like, damn, I thought you died. And then just waterworks, right? <laughs> and I was like, I know I fucked that one up. Okay. I messed that one up. So, how long were you there, Davis? <sighs> Probably like two years, year and two a half. Two years. I know. You're, you're, you, like, you never, you didn't stay in contact with your parents for those two years? I didn't have I've... a phone. I didn't have their number. I didn't have nothing, dude. So, emails no facebook back then like i know I, so you what you would have been like 17 18 by the time you went back home no i was back home by i was i was like 16 17 around by the time i came back okay so like it's something i tell people all the time it's like i feel like i lived in multiple lives bro you know yeah. what i mean but yeah i would think you know why i know i was like 17 is because you have to be 18 to get a driver's license mm-hmm. 16 you get a permit right yeah 16 permit. yeah so i was trying to become a ma- mechanic well guess what you need driver's license <laughs> i freaking was hustling people without even having the basics right yeah. and then, so i get home and then That's the crazy. one thing that made my mom cry- stop crying i was like i have a job at lamborghini beverly hills uh, i'm gonna okay. become a mechanic yeah. and she's like you sure i'm like yeah, uh, yeah. They, uh, I'm already talking to the people there. There was yeah. it's just like, all right, come through, come through. <laughs> it's like my parents are like, uh, it sounds, it, it could have been way worse than it was, but they're just very pragmatic. They're yeah. just like, you know what? Like, let's keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. They were always telling me that, and I appreciate that because, like I said, I made sure. I, like, hey, I I came back for a reason. You know, I'm good. Like, we're, let's let's get this job, and then like. Let's keep it pushing. She's like, all right, for sure. When are you going to go? It's like, do you need a ride? I'm like, yeah, I need a ride. I don't have a car. You're like, what yeah. the fuck? Like, uh, so that, for instance, that Ford that I, it was dead after a while. I started taking buses back. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, so they took me there. And I, and it, I remember there's this guy named Daryl at um, uh, Lamborghini Beverly Hills. And I came in suited, bro. Mm-hmm. And I have a suit. I, my, I borrowed my dad's wedding suit, right? Didn't fit me out. I was overweight, you know? <laughs> yeah. Didn't do jiu-jitsu. And then, like, uh, I walked up, and he's like, oh, that's so funny, kid. Like, uh, uh, you look like you're going for an interview. Well, let me show you inside. And I stopped him. Like, he was wearing front. I was like, I am here for an interview. And you're like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm here to get a job, and I'm here to work on cars. Like, ask me any question you want on cars. I know I don't have the experience. I've just, like, waxed on cars and, like, fixed body work and stuff here and there. But you, you point to anything on this floor, and I will tell you exactly what it is and what it's for. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to fix it, but I'm hungry. I need this. My family needs this. Like, I know I'm not begging for anything. I'm taking it. And then he was like, whoa, relax, bro. Like, chill. Let me, you know what? I'm interested. Come inside. We have a conversation. 20 minutes later, he asked his head mechanic come in. Another 30 minutes. They walk me through the, to the shop. They're like, yes, that's a, um, that's a Countach. You know, this is, this is a Diablo. This is, this is fuel injected. And then it was in, it was in 1998 that they converted to this. And like, uh, this is the four strokes of compression and exhaust. And like, I, I, I did my best. This was like my test. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they said, all right, cool. Nice to meet you. Damn, you're really stoked about it. Before I know it, like I knew like I had to get everyone involved. It wasn't just me and them. I started talking to other mechanics on the floor and be like, yo, what up, homie? Like, yeah. what's good? Yeah, they're going to hire me. It's all good. Don't worry about it. You know, and shit like that. <laughs> sort of forcing my hand. Yeah. And they called me that night. He's like, hey, we want you to start on Monday. We, have, yeah. we don't have an apprentice, but we want you on our team. Like, and did you even know how to like... Did you even know how to fix Lamborghinis at the time? Or I have never seen a Lamborghini until that day. Man, right? So, like, I never even seen one. And so, like, I was like, it's, there's still cars. They have four yeah. wheels. Yeah. You know, like, people say, yo, that guy's a regular guy. He puts his foot one foot at a time in his jeans. You know what I mean? That's literally what I said to myself. I was like, yeah. everyone gets in the car, turns the key, and go. You know? Mm-hmm. L- l- little did I know, like, you don't turn keys in the Lambo. Like, you just yeah. click start and then go for it. But, um, yeah, that's what I did. And it just hustle mentality. I did that. And that was... 
back to your question was just this is the rise this is the rise of me like this is me no more drugs no more gang shit like mm-hmm. i came in i came home and i promised them i'm not talking to any of my homies that yeah. was not my intention like i'm here to make money and help everyone out like mm-hmm. i've learned my lesson like i realized if I, by myself without supporting my family and shit mm-hmm. homies that i trust it's like it's it's gonna go downhill so yeah i learned a big deal and from that point on i was working on lamborghinis i was mm-hmm. they sent me to italy um santa a Bologna or whatever and like I was living with like a homestay with an old uh, Italian couple and yeah. their kids left already for college and they're just they, they made homemade wine I'm like mm. 16, 16, 17 and like I'm drinking wine with these homies and I'm yeah. we're learning and then for Aston Martin they, they sent me to a place called Gaten, England and mm-hmm. they put me on a test track I'm like bro like this is cr- I just got my license like a month yeah. or two ago and then uh, that's another story my mom she was like you didn't really get a job here did you and I was like nah and he's like, you motherfucker. And I was like, yeah, I know. It's like, but trust me, I'm going to get a job. He's like, all right, I, yeah. I, I trust you. And she's like, all right, cool. She had no reason to trust me at that point because mm-hmm. I've disappointed her so many times. But, yeah. you know, mom's love. That's what's up. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's why, like, I tell everyone, like, if there's going to be a day, your parents aren't going to be there for you. You know what yeah. I mean? Do everything you can to be for them. Be there for them. So she, she believed in me with that support. I murked it. Mm-hmm. They called me that night. They said, you got the job. Mm-hmm. My mom was like, you don't have a license, bro. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. So what's up? And he's like, did you tell him you have a license? Like I do. I told him. You know, it's like this is what we're gonna do. There's a there's a DMV in Bakersfield. Like we're in LA. I've never heard my mom say that word before. Bakersfield, Bakersfield right? Yeah. There's a DMV in Bakersfield. You can go there day of, and you can get you can test for your license right there. Mm-hmm. I'll be I'll I'll be there with you. I'll take you there in the morning. Yeah. We. I was like, all right, let's do it. I get there. There's a fucking line because apparently like Koreans know about this shit. Yeah. And so there was a line. I was like, I guess I just <laughs> over there. I just parked myself right there. He's like, good. Yeah. And then I remember during the test, I think I passed it, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, the, the guy was like, so you're really young, and I typically see a lot of grandmas and stuff here from Korea, but you're a really young kid. Why are you doing it? Why are you here? And, it was like, and I told him the whole story I just told you now. Yeah. And then he was like, say no more, fam. And then he signed his name on his thing or whatever. He yeah. took me out back, and like he printed something, and he was like, here's your license. Uh, People typically have to wait for like a month, but yeah. here's your shit. And I was like, and he would say, best of luck to you. You know what I mean? I was like, whoa, yeah. crazy. And this is when I knew that, like, my story was different mm-hmm. because people, when they heard it, was like, I didn't want to tell it. But, like, I just felt like I had to, like, I was just down on my dumps. Like, this is my last opportunity. I start on Monday, bro. This is a yeah. Sunday. Like, I didn't know what to say. And he would just, like, lend an ear. And I just talked mm-hmm. to him. And he was like, I got you. And sorry, were you going to say something? No, it was just like uh, I started and it was all gravy and shit it was yeah good. so yeah. during this time while you're working were you going to school or were you yeah. just focusing oh you're going to school too? no 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 no. this is where it starts the transition of that school shit right uh-huh. so remember my background i didn't know anything yeah don't know anyone well guess what once you start working on lamborghinis you're you're attached to a certain level of clientele right mm-hmm. so i could like name drop a gang of shit and also how they take care of the car and what they keep in the trunk what they keep in the glove box what they tuck under the seat like i know a little bit too much about certain people mm-hmm. you know what i mean like uh, if you if you want to ask me, I'm happy to help you. But like, <laughs> but like, dude, I just learned a ton of stuff, and yeah. I started seeing like I'm cleaning out like part of the job is apprentice is like before you actually start cranking wrenches, like you have to wash cars and like clean them out, throw away receipts, all that stuff. And I'm like picking up receipts with checking accounts of three hundred grand, one million, three million, twenty million. You know what I mean? Like this is the type of people buy these cars. Yeah. And one day I got more. I, I, one day I, I was struggling with the I realized there's too many days at the end of the paycheck like I just couldn't like I needed more money and I was on the cusp of like going back to my old ways like just pick up one phone call where I'm at you pick up one phone call you can you can get your hands on some stuff you know what I mean so I was like damn like this could be an investment for me and then um 
I saw this movie called In Pursuit of Happiness. You ever heard of that one? Yeah, Will of course. Smith? Yeah, Based yeah, in the yeah. Bay, baby. You know yeah. what I mean? And Will Smith, there's a scene where he, a dude pulls up in a red Ferrari. Oh, yeah. Remember that scene? He's yeah. down on his luck. Dude looking slick and shit coming out. And then Will Smith just like, yo, bro, like, what do you do? How do you do it? Yeah. And then he was like, I work here. Boom. That was it, right? Mm-hmm. And again, information flow. I never had that question of what do you do? I didn't know. I know it sounds so basic now, but that's literally, and I sympathize with everyone from the hood. Like, they literally need access. This is what privilege is, this information. And so, like, I felt like Will Smith just schooled me on game. That's why, I, like, Will Smith, the homie, yeah. right? And then I, that following morning, I asked people, hey, bro, what do you do? How do you do it? Yeah. What do you do? How do you do it? And then I was wrenching, and a lot of clients are like, here's this, like, 17-year-old kid working on my $300,000 car. Like, I'm just going to stand over him and just watch and make sure he's not. That was very normal for me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to use this opportunity to talk to him. But what do you do? What do you do? And he's like, uh, and I met, um, I, met, uh, uh, I met celebrities, like, singers, entertainers of all sorts basketball players football players and i'm like i'm not seven foot three i'm not you know i'm not a model i'm not and then then i started meeting lawyers and um investment bankers and like like corporation owners and like i met a professor at stanford and he was the first guy but like hey, you're 17 he's like have you, did you go to college he's like i never finished finished high school but like you work at lamborghini how that happened and i told him the story mm-hmm. and he was like if you ever get in a position to transfer or something to Stanford, like, give me a call and I'll help you out. Mm-hmm. He was like a neurosurgeon there or something, and he taught that. And I was like, what's transfer? What, what's college? Like, what are yeah. you talking about? And then that just played in my brain. And then this one guy, his name was Lars, and he had a, he had a, he had a, he had a, I forget the name of the white, but it was this, like, metallic white uh, Mercilago spider, right? Mm-hmm. No, it was a Mercilago hardtop, ox blood red interior blacked out rims white everything comes through like a g and i'm like okay dude who wasn't my client but i was like yo i noticed this shit like a young dude killing it tall blonde hair accent heavy and i'm like this guy's not a royalty or anything he looks normal and he had a the next week he came through with a spider version so he just spent 800 grand on two cars in the span of a month i'm like what is so i walked up and what do you do how do you do it he's like uh i'm a banker like what is it, what's banking? And he's like, yeah, we're, I we me and my partner run a um, a hedge fund in yeah. L.A. I'm like, okay, what the fuck is that? And he's yeah. like, well, let me just stop you. Did you go to school? I'm like, no, I didn't. He's like, let me guess, you didn't finish high school. And he was a dick about it. And yeah. I was like, I like this guy. Like this guy's the guy. Like <laughs> Give I, you the truth. Right? Yeah, the truth hurts. And yeah. like he was he was roasting up a storm. He was like, you suck. You you you're working on my car. And I was like, go tell me more. Tell me more. And he's like, and, and and he's like, here's my number, kid. Like usually when I talk shit to someone, they don't just stand in front of me and take it. Like you clearly have no ego. Like what do you want? And I was like, I want to do better than what I am now. Mm-hmm. And he says, the first thing you need to do is go back to school. Mm-hmm. That was the moment I was like, I think I want to go back to school. Like that's what I did. Because then everyone says, go to school, go to school. Even my my bosses were like, dude, you're way talented than this. Mm-hmm. Like you can do more. And I was like, damn, I'm just trying to get paid, baby. Like yeah. <laughs> he's like, what's up? And then he said, go to school. And then so I emailed him. And I said. Yo, like, what's good? Like, what's a good school? He's like, you can't make it to UPenn, so don't even ask me about that. Because he went to UPenn, he went okay. to Wharton. I was like, damn, that's messed up. He's like, and I looked at him, I was like, you're right, I can't even transfer. <laughs> I can't even transfer. And so I went to community college, and, and then, like, a, a year or two goes by, I'm working full-time and going to community college. And mm-hmm. I just didn't talk to anybody. Yeah. I remember the first day I went to a counselor, that's what they tell you to do. And then they're like, okay. Uh, friends. No, it's just like, where's your high school transcript? I'm like, I don't got one. He's like, all right, then go to your high school and get one. I'm like, no, I mean, I never yeah. finished high school. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so they t- made me take a, comp- a test. Stuff. Well, yeah, it was like a, 
just to see my level and stuff. Yeah. And then I started from the bottom, bro. I didn't know shit. And then I had a 4.0 all the way through. Nice. I was part of the clubs. I created clubs. I was just hustling. I didn't know where I wanted to go. And my whole, is like, I looked into Harvard, Yale, Princeton. Like, I realized if, I, if you want to get, there's something called prestige mm-hmm. for schools. And if you're not using that as a focus, you're not really doing yourself the best for yourself does that make sense like i because I, then my goal was to come to school wasn't the college experience quote unquote it was about getting a good job mm-hmm. and so like i wanted to i sort of like my whole life was about hacking because hustling was just like how do i get what i want with with what i have and so you have to like really be creative and i was creative my entire life you know what i mean was i best use of it no but like it got me by so um i asked him like what's up what's cool what, what, what works and he was like uh, I think Berkeley is a good school, but like, you know, I don't know anything about California. I just came from, from like Holland or something like yeah. that. And I was like, all right, I'll look into Berkeley. I go to my counselor like a semester or two in and I'm like, I want to go to Berkeley. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you what? No, you're not going to make it. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah. Even with your 4.0? Yeah, I had everything great, everything good. And I was part of all the like UCLA transfer programs and I try to educate myself. And she was like, uh, yeah, there's no way like our, so I went to a community college that didn't historically like feed into these really nice schools. And so it's like, you can go to Cal state long beach. I was like, I don't want to go Cal state long beach. I don't even know what, I don't, I don't even want to know what CSU stands for, bro. Like Mm -hmm. my mind is so focused. Like you can't take this away from me. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, I'm not going to recommend it because I think it's reckless. Like it's better. It's good to have plan B plan C It's like, you already pegging me a plan D bro. Like not Cal state long beach is an awesome school. It's just not, what I wanted you know what I mean and it's not from this one mentor-esque figure like I've only been on the phone with him a couple times since then and like he told me like if you don't go Berkeley Berkeley or bust bro like you're not going to make it into our industry Mm -hmm. and I didn't know what banking was I just knew I had to figure out the school thing first right so um yeah I I worked my ass off I I I was able to again hustle like I emailed people in admissions at Berkeley and be like what do I need to know like what classes do I take what 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 do you want to see in an essay like what do you see in a candidate and then they wouldn't tell me anything because you're not supposed to Mm -hmm. so what did I do I drove up to Berkeley from LA on a weekend I knocked on the door and there was like no one there I'm like okay it makes sense they wouldn't (laughs) be working on a weekend and I just stood there and then, like, people were like, what are you doing? It's like, you've been here for a few hours, and you, it's like, you look really young. You don't look like a college student. I'm like, I want to know how to get to this school, and I want to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, I get a contact, email her. She's really look, hooking me up. She used to be on admissions. She's yeah. now working on – she's a tutor for people, and mm-hmm. she represents a different school now. But And then it was just – it was – I did put my best foot forward for everything. Yeah. Like, I was able to finesse my way into a program where they allow – community college students to take a semester at Berkeley mm-hmm. and she was like yo this is the key bro like if you get in here you have a Berkeley transcript mm-hmm. like don't you think they're gonna that's gonna help you I'm like yeah well, that's what's up yeah. so when I went there I I did all my classes and when I had free time I went immediately went to the, I wanted to go to business school there so I went to the admissions and I just hung out yeah there's this lady, Sabrina, I think her name was, and I just kicked it with her. And then she was like, this is what you got to do, bro. Like, da, 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 da. like, make it look like you want to be here. I'm like, you're doing a good job, but we need more. I'm like, well, that's what's up. Mm-hmm. And so that was the transition to me getting into Berkeley. I got into Berkeley and just, you know, I wanted, I realized, like, I interviewed for banking. It was tough, you know what I mean? And I was just like, there's got to be a better way. Like, I landed my way into a a strategy internship at General Motors in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And I looked to my left, I looked to my right, and I had I was so outgunned. Every single person was MBA candidate at like uh, University of Michigan, Harvard, all this stuff. Yeah. I was the only undergrad kid. You know what I mean? And the reason why is because when I interviewed, when I called people, I had a scholarship to GM. Mm-hmm. The people met, running the scholarship, I connected with them, and then 
connected with the marketing people, finance, and then I eventually talked to this lady, and apparently she runs the entire finance at, at um, uh, GM. I impressed her. She gave me a case question. Guess what? I worked on cars for a living. Yeah. She didn't expect that I have a college student. So like, she asked me about what it would take to to get a final price on a on a infotainment option on a car, mm-hmm. and I broke it down, bro. Yeah. And she was like, "You've impressed me. Like, there's a team I think you'd be a good fit for. Expecting email in the mail." Or email or mail, and then I got an email. They're flying me out to Detroit. I had no more interviews to do. They just said, "Grab your shit, start your internship." And then like I did it, and I looked around. I was like, whoa, she put me on a strategy group, and then it was really, really tough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Did I do well? No, but I made contacts and I learned a lot. And then I met people in finance and stuff. And you know what? My guns were set on that. I got an internship at um, eBay the following summer. Mm-hmm. From there, I got an San offer Jose. San Jose, and then I, my first introduction to tech. From that point on, like, you know, now I work at LinkedIn as finance team, and mm-hmm. it, it was, it really, it was that first ex- internship that taught me, like, what FP&A was and, like, what I wanted to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, man, that was a pretty crazy story. And then there's a, there's <laughs> more in there, dude. I don't want to, I don't want to, like, I, yeah. There's, there's yeah, dude, I think here. we've been talking about 45 minutes just to get to oh, this fu- point. Okay, let's speed it up. Let's speed <laughs> yeah. up. Let's do a part two. You yeah. feel me? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, but, like, you know, I, I mentioned um, about the, this podcast, yeah. um, about you, and there are some people who are mostly asking about, like, the your jujitsu journey. Right, that's so, cool. With this whole story for you know the forty two minutes that we've been talking, where does jujitsu fall in the line of like how where yeah. was jujitsu in your life through all of this? Yeah, and it, yeah, you know, my bad. No, you know, dude, that's cool. It's all good. It's all good, man. We can do we more. Have a conversation, bro. We got. I'm telling you, I got rolodexes like little hustles. How I got food when I was like three and yeah. four, like little ways that I I I got credits at Seven Eleven somehow. Like there's bunches. We can go into it later, but yeah. uh, jujitsu, bro, it's everything. It's yeah, everything. So let's start off with like where you got introduced to jujitsu. Yeah. How old were you? When were? When did you decide this is this is what I want to do? Yeah. So first things first, I got introduced to jujitsu or wanted to learn jujitsu before I even knew what jujitsu was. Like mm-hmm. um, growing up where I grew up, I was like the only Asian kid surrounded by like a lot of Latinos and like you know what I'm saying. Like they were like, you know, I was I kicked it with a gang of homies, but like they they. You know, they test your gangster, like, early. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I got jumped a lot. And I realized that throwing hands with the dude bigger than you, like, they can connect to the floor and, like, throw big-ass looping shit. And mm-hmm. I've seen people hit the floor. And I realized, like, um, we saw a lot of cops around us. Like, I skated a lot. So I got, like, put in handcuffs a ton of times. And the first thing I noticed was they always put you to the ground, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, I need to what, I fucked the hands. Like, I'm a little kid. Like, I need to learn how to, like, choke a dude. You know what yeah. I mean? And then so... um uh, I grew up in the er- in area like Torrance is a city that was just a few cities over, mm-hmm. and people were talking about Gracie Jiu Jitsu, UFC, mm-hmm. Pride, and I was like, "What is that?" And then um, I joined the wrestling team in high school, and it, uh, dude, none of my no more problems with the with with the neighborhood no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You double leg someone, put them on their back, mm-hmm. sit on top of them, get him out, and just be like, "Yo, we good or not?" Nah. And then when they say we're good, don't trust them because yeah. if it's a grimy kid, like he's gonna let you up and he's gonna throw haymakers at you, right? Yeah. So I learned real quick to be like, yo, no, like mm-hmm. I'm gonna put you down and wait for the homies coming. We're gonna take care of this, yeah. right? And it's like I never want to see you with teeth in your mouth again. You know what I'm saying? Like this yeah. was my mentality. It's so yeah. dumb now. It's like, yeah. but that happens. I figure out UFC and because there was this guy named Frank Trigg who was fight for the title and he was teaching us wrestling in, in our school because we were like league champs and mm-hmm. I get introduced to UFC, UFC and then I, I discovered something called Pride and I saw this guy, Fujita was the first fight. Fujita and Fedor. Mm. Apparently Fedor is the man, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And Fujita like, 
he cracked him hard. And I was like, Fujita's, so you're telling me Fujita's nobody, but Fedor's the man, but he just got cracked, right? And I'm watching him, oh my God. And then Fedor, while he's loopy, gets Fujita's back, puts him in a rear naked choke. I didn't know what that was at the time. Mm -hmm. And then he wins the fight. And I'm like, what is that? Yeah. Like, that's what I've been looking for. Mm -hmm. And then um, I've, I found the closest jiu-jitsu place. The first class was just me and a homie, and it was the instructor was just, I remember now, it was just literally the instructor, me and him. Like, it was like a, he was just starting out, you know what I mean? And I put a triangle on him based on just watching a few fights. And then the instructor was like, whoa, 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 whoa. you say you never trained before. He's like, yeah, but I, I love UFC. And yeah. like, okay. And then like, guess what? I didn't know how to finish the triangle. Mm. I put my legs in the way that I thought it, I couldn't do it. So ever since then, I did jiu-jitsu, right? So when I went to Davis, I was already blue belt. So mm. like I, I wrestled. I got kicked out of school. No school would have me. I just did my thing, and at night I went to class. And then in seven months, I got my blue belt, and I and I did a lot of tournaments and super fights. Here's my instructor, Brazilian dude. He's like, "There's this kid that just he should be in school, but he's here every day. Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on with him. I think he wants to be a pro fighter. Like, I'm gonna sign him up for every tournament. And I was just doing tournament, 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 tournament. Was I winning? Like, no, but I was wrestled a lot, so it helped yeah. me out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and you wrestled first before you even did. Wrestled first, yeah. Mm -hmm. And even when I was wrestling, I wasn't really a wrestler. I was a counter wrestler. Like, mm -hmm. I, I always had that mentality where I had to fight up, mm -hmm. and not, I never fought down. So like, I was always waiting for them to move. So it forced me to be strategic, which mm -hmm. lends itself to jujitsu because if you can, if you can really think about certain things, like it will make it easier for you versus just go ahead and do it. You know, mm -hmm. so um, brawlers do well in jujitsu initially but it's the guys who are thinking about it that last so jiu-jitsu was conducive to me it worked out great my dad was judo black belt when he was a kid and he loved the fact that he saw me in a gi and so mm -hmm. like that was it and so it quite literally saved my life you know what i mean it it was one of the main ingredients for me to stay want to stay healthy and not get into drugs like as yeah. deep as i was like there were certain times i was too deep and I, I went to class and i just like couldn't do the running like i threw up or whatever like mm -hmm. it was like jujitsu like sort of slapped me in the face be like bro don't do this mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so jujitsu really was the was like the guidelines like you're playing you're bowling but there's these rails right yeah. so it kept me in check um uh so yeah that's really what it was and mm -hmm. when i went to berkeley like i wanted to train and there was no training and i couldn't afford the school that was in the area so i started my own jiu-jitsu program at at berkeley. at berkeley so me and christian along with a, a, a christian my homie like mm -hmm. roommates and everything um he was a judo uh brown belt at the time and jiu-jitsu brown belt i think purple belt at the time mm -hmm. and we were just passionate about jiu-jitsu we started our program we got funding it was like 12 grand worth of mats and mm -hmm. we had to go with in front of the athletic commission and all this other stuff and mm -hmm. Um, we got we got to handle it. I think it's still active today. I don't. I'm not participating in it now. But it, it was a, it was a big ordeal. And to me, that was my first exercise in starting a gym. gym yeah. And then that was the foundation for this, the place right yeah. now. You know what I mean? So my question is, why start a gym? I mean, there's a as of right now, you're you're currently a black belt. But then there's there's a lot of black belts, and there's a difference between someone who is a black belt and just wants to compete and just train. And then there's someone who, like yourself who wants to open a gym. Why, what's the reason for you opening a gym? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I just don't like anyone stepping on my neck. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So what I really feel like that when I was working at Lamborghini and like it was awesome. Okay, that, that brings up a good point. Like in Lamborghini, I learned a very important lesson. Like just because you love cars and i was i'm still fanatic about it like so much so i don't have cars like because i would spend all my money you know what i mean on coilovers and rims and tires and camber and all that it's just like ridiculous right mm -hmm. and my whole life i had cars and i just dropped money on them for no reason mm -hmm. and then um but it was like even though you're passionate and love something like a job is a job is a job you know the, there's a term called dream job 
Well, it's still a job. You know what I mean? You know what my dream job is? To wake up whenever I want, mm-hmm. fire up the PS4, play some games, call the pizza. You tell me I can get paid for that? Nah. Unless yeah. I'm an IG model. I don't got the goods. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, uh, that is, to me, a dream job. And so I realized, like, no matter what you're passionate about, a job is a job. You have to be a professional. You have to do it correctly. And you got to understand, like, it, at that point, this is why the kicking point for me going to school was, like, uh, uh, I'm doing something that people would kill to do. And I'm not enjoying it. So if I'm not going to enjoy it and I have to work, why not maximize the amount of income? Mm-hmm. The, the ROI needs to be higher, right? Yeah. So this is why I chose finance, business, and I'm doing that mm-hmm. thing. And, I, and I'm very fortunate to be in the opportunity I am. Like, my boss is sick. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. she's so cool. But I'm worried that if I get too close, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't let people that don't understand where I came from, like, in mm-hmm. because they just won't understand you know what i'm saying i've been burned a few times like yeah. i've been accused of stealing people's shit when i had no even access to any of it like you know what i mean in college like i told my roommate the story and her girl his girlfriend accused me of stealing all his money at the end of the semester when we we're like graduating and shit mm-hmm. like he had a he had an envelope full of money and it was gone well guess what it was in between her seat and i was just like you're you mother you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so this is why i'm hesitant to tell the story mm-hmm. I, I guess i'm telling a lot more people right now but whatever it's mm-hmm. yeah so uh a job is a job is a job is a job, okay? And no matter how passionate you are in something, once you make it a job, it becomes a, like it becomes different. So this is why people avoid that. Once they learn that lesson, they typically avoid it. My goal was to go back in it two times, three harder. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So uh, why the gym is because I want to be in control. Like I love – so I, I, I rep Milton Bastos all day. He's the mm-hmm. homie. And I train – And he's the – for people who don't know, he's the person I uh... – promoted you to black belt he's my he's my master right Mm -hmm. so like he's the guy gave my black belt he believes in me and well milton's like the closest thing to a real like father figure like my dad's the homie right but he never gave me advice or anything Mm -hmm. i would literally run through some shit like yo i think about going to berkeley like they're telling me i can't i feel like i can do it what's good like what he'll be like sounds good to me yeah, mm-hmm. can you go? I got I got work. No, in the no, no, I'm, I'm pulling. No, no, no. I'm question. saying that's what my dad was saying. Oh, he's like, talking to me. no, he's telling me. He's like, can you go? I got work to do, right? And I was like, okay, for sure, do your thing. I got, it. I handled it. Mm-hmm. But Milton was really like a big push for me. So I just, I just love to, I love to teach. I love the fact that I'm, I, I want to be in control of something. I want to create an environment where people can like, like. I want more for my students than I had, right? So I have a lot of things that I was frustrated about as a student. Like, for instance, coming to class and, like, not learning shit or coming to class and being forced to do something I really don't want to do or being, or ha- being held responsible for, for uh, a, something that I have no control over. Like, it, it just didn't make sense to me. So I wanted my own space to be able to give what I wanted to the students. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I wanted a school. It's more than a business. Like, I want this to be successful, and it's, we're making headway. We're new, but we're making progress. But mm-hmm. I want you to learn. I want you to be happy. I want you to be gnawing at your nails, like, damn, I can't wait to go to class. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we left off on a sick note. Tomorrow's going to be sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. You know what I mean? Yeah. So competition is great and all, and it's important, and people live and die by it, but uh, I just have a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, uh, helping people is more important than um, helping myself. And, like, sometimes in jiu-jitsu, it's very true. You help yourself so you can help others. Like, mm-hmm. this is how people are approaching it. And it's true. Like, if you're yeah. a world champ, you gain some shit. Yeah. Or then you can, like, disseminate that information. For me, I, I don't care. I just want to help people. Like, I compete, yes. But am I good? Like, let's be honest. Like, there's guys out there that are lower belt than me that can take me out. Like, I'm not, I'm just, that's just me being, like, there was a guy in Milton saying he murked my ass. You know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, so he doesn't compete. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, damn, you should compete. But it's like. 
anybody who's taken a class with me, I've gotten many times where people would just be like, I was teaching at Milton's and there's visitors and stuff. They're like, bro, like that was one of the best classes I've ever taken. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, the way you talk about technique is like, whoa, you know what I mean? Or like that drill you did, like, fuck, I'm going to take it back home with me. If you said that to any other instructor, like that thing you showed me, I'm going to take it back home. People are like, don't share the secrets or whatever. It's like, there's yeah. no secrets. It's just time. You know what I mean? It's just come through. Let me show you everything I know. And then like, let's, let's go. Like, I want you to reach the goals you want. You want to compete and win. I got some shit that's going to help you towards that. You know what I mean? So that's why I wanted to open a gym. It's just, um, just, you know, it's something I'm passionate about, something I want to share, something I want to improve people, things that uh, I want to be in control. I want to hopefully use this as a vehicle to be more successful. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I want to grow the jiu-jitsu community. I want to make friends with other jiu-jitsu people. Like mm-hmm. um, I'm a part of a, a very important team under Milton. But I, what's more important than team is people. And like I want to connect with people yeah. and I can't do that sitting in office and I can't do that training um, uh, in one gym where I don't have control. Yeah. So there's. It's like, why open a gym? It's like, why not? It's like, it's so sick. Like, yeah. everyone should do their own thing. If you're passionate about something, if you're passionate about something, fucking do, figure out a way to do it. All right? So, Rich is an, an inspiration to me, too, because, oh, like, right real shit. Like, because, like, this guy worked for a living, right? And then he had a passion, and he figured out a way to do both, right? And so, like, guess what? I'm taking that archetype. Like, I'm working full-time still, but, like... When I come here, I'm like, yeah, dude, this is sick. Yeah. Is it hard? Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that people don't know I'm doing that's just to keep the lights on. But, mm-hmm. bro, like, it's fun cleaning up at night to the gym so we can get ready in the, the next class. But it's fun because jiu-jitsu. So it's like yeah. be led by passion. Do, do what you're passionate about. Don't get – like, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to pursue passion. But mm-hmm. um, it's just, you know, it's just yeah. – Know what you need and go for it. Yeah, before we go for it, um, something I just want to talk about because you brought up that it's hard, you know, working a full-time job yeah. and coming here, running your own gym and being the head instructor. 1,000. So, I mean, even before you're, you decide to open up this gym, was there a lot of self-doubt or even, even backlash from people? Were they like a lot of doubters or maybe you could brush up on that a yeah, little bit? Yeah, that's good. Um, so the number one doubt is me. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I've always wanted a gym, but I was like, there's a couple of things that most people that want to start something big will say is like, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I need more time. And then the re- the reality is, you- is you're never ready. Like mm-hmm. you tell me, I you tell me, given everything I know to start another gym, do I feel ready? It's like, no, if you told me that I have to open up a giant gym with like professional layouts, it's like you tell me, no, I can show you jujitsu, but the, the business aspect's really tough. You know what I mean? So um, I, I get in here, I'm already getting p- issues and pushback from other people in the area. And I'm like, dude, I'm, it's just love. Like, but they don't know the story. You know what I'm saying? So I understand that. I don't even fault them for that. But um, the doubt I'm getting is for me. It's like, it, can I do this? And um, I'm constantly beating myself about little things like, damn, that guy that visited, I really hope he enjoyed his time here. But then I, and then I go back and it's like, wait, what about my guys? Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. there's always self-doubt. And then um, the truth is, uh, I'm sure I got self-doubt from other people. I, I know for, for, for a fact I did. Um, but uh, if you know my history, you know my story, like that's not going to stop me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, I, you tell me if I took a no early, I would have never gotten worked at Lamborghini. I would have never gotten into Berkeley. I would have never um, met the chick I'm with right now. Like, mm-hmm. like I found the love of my life. And is oh, shit. Real, sh- that? real shit. <laughs> so she's and like. How do I get that? How do you do that? It's like, you don't take no for an answer. You'd be like, hey, ma, what's good? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you ever take no for an answer, you'll never meet someone. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, like, dude, don't no is, like, the worst. It's the, it's the biggest. Uh, giving power to the word no is, like, so bad. Like, let's understand the context here, though. Like, if mm-hmm. a person really don't 
it's really saying no, and like you gotta understand that. But you also understand the social construct that is no, and um, being able to navigate that landscape is a very important skill in life. And so, um, yeah, I got a lot of doubt, a lot of doubt, a lot of self doubt, but I have insane confidence that it's gonna work because I've had people tell me like, "Damn, I wish I trained here. Damn, I wish I knew you guys earlier. Damn, I wish." And so I'm like, I, that gives me a lot of encouragement too, right? So I think what it is is there's the doubt and the bad side is it it, it rings a little louder in the ear. But the positive side, it doesn't ring as loud, but there's more of it. So, um, yeah, it's just self-doubt for sure. But you know what? I'm confident that this is going to do well because mm-hmm. what other choice do you have? Yeah. Like, Rich, you haven't – you at this point in time, he's, re- he's interviewed a bunch of people and has not released them, right? And it's like, I'm sure there's doubt. But, like, mm-hmm. you are going to – you're full-fledged. Ahead, you're going to move it forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You just got to have the confidence because if you – you got to have that faith. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. if you don't have it, then go ahead and shut this shit down right now. Yeah. And you're not exactly. doing that, right? Yeah. So you got to just push it forward. So when it comes to business and all this other stuff, I've had failures. Mm-hmm. And I've had successes in other business ventures, like hustles, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, um, and I never was a winner. You feel what I'm saying? And I don't see myself as a winner. I, I see myself as a curious dude that's going to work hard. Mm-hmm. Talent's overrated. Yeah. And so, like, I know over time I'm going to make it. But it's it's just grind city right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, something that uh, I've learned and I think was kind of helped me. Because, I mean, I still get a lot of self-doubt. Okay. Especially, like, for the podcast. And one of the best things, not the best things, but one of the things that I've learned is, like, let let it be known. So like recently, I just posted a picture on Instagram saying my podcast is gonna be released like July first. Yeah. So now there's no way I could go back. Yeah. I already announced it. Yeah, yeah. But if I kind of kept it to myself and like, kind of told myself, oh yeah, I'm gonna announce it July first without telling anybody. Anybody? Like I doubt that I would probably even post. No, it, you know and, what I and mean? that's real. And I think the word I'm looking for is commitment, right there. Yeah. Like you're committed. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And like sort of putting yourself out there, or like like this right now. I don't. I've never done a podcast. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know whatever. But like, um, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have done this in this with the homie. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So like, but putting yourself out there and being like, yo, this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then doing it is the best thing ever, right? Because yeah. then we all know people that say, we're going to do this or I'm going to hit you up here or this is what we're going to do. And it doesn't happen. It makes you think lesser of that dude, right? Yeah. So like I've been guilty of it. Everyone's been guilty of it. But it's just like you got to really be that, that word honor. You know what I mean? You need to like commit and you got to follow through. And it takes a lot of character to do that. So yeah. um, it's it's a strong thing you're doing, but it's also you need that. Yeah. It's like you need the strength to be committed, but you also need to commit to get the strength. It's mm-hmm. weird. So it's 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 like love. It's not divvied up. It's multiplied. You know what yeah. I mean? Love is a is a skill that can be increased over time. You know, your capacity for love, your ability to love. And commitment is the same. And consistency is the same. And discipline is the same. Everything's a skill that can be developed. You know what I mean? And so, like... That's an important tool that you're using. You know what I mean? Definitely something I do. Because I was telling, you know, I I got in the habit of telling people what I was going to do. And it's just like, people were like, okay, and then what? Do it, do it, do it. I'm like, yeah, no. And then I realized, like, I need to speak less and be be more meaningful in what I'm say I'm going to do. And so when I tell people I'm going to do it, like, you bet your ass I'm breaking down walls to do it. Because if something comes in, I'm not going to just shift it up on you because of a better opportunity. Like, I commit to things and I I stick it out. So that's what's up. I, I, I mess with that. 
Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Um, dude, we've been talking for a while. Um, we do have a few questions that okay. people on IG ask. <laughs> My bad shit. Uh, no, no, wait, dude, wait, wait. Before we, go, yeah. before we do that, remember the purpose of this podcast, it, like, it's like a good essay. Understand yeah. what you're trying to do and say it, right? Mm-hmm. So like in your podcast, is there any questions that I can answer right now for the listeners that like the type of people that like uh, need to hear certain things? Like is there, is there it's any questions? It's going to be on here. It's going to be yeah, in there? So okay, I wrote okay. down all the questions. Okay, so, got it. Okay, perfect. So let's, yeah. let's go get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, this is, should be a good. Segue. Is the camera still going? Yeah, it's still going. All right, yeah, Milton yeah, Bastos, though. What's up? <laughs> yeah. If you're in, if you're in Los Altos and you're looking for the best gym, like forget Los Altos. It, it, they're in Los Altos, but if you're mm-hmm. in the area, Bay Area, work at Google, whatever, mm-hmm. come through, come through. Like Milton Bastos has created more awesome people than I, like hit Milton, Alex, everyone there is so sick. Go there. It's like it's very rare for someone who owns a gym to talk about another gym, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm telling you, go there, right? If you're in the Fremont area, come through. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Look at come this here. shit back there. Bam, jiu-jitsu. Right you feel me? <laughs> come through, show support, show some love. Uh, love people that love other people, okay? So, like, that's that's just what it is. If you come here, you're family. It's simple as that. Unless you're a dick, and then we'll figure out another way. You know what I mean? <laughs> For sure. Let's get it in. Let's, Let's get, get it in. in, man. So, um, this is all through IG. And some questions are from myself and okay. some were, like, from, like, my fiancé. So, oh really? So let's. I've let's never met Chi. I need to meet Chi. Yeah, Chi, yeah. Right? Dude, you should. She she lives in Hayward. That's what's so up. So something that she asked was, for, and this is kind of like I don't want to be sexist and I don't want to sound sexist, but for for a girl who who is very girly but wants to learn jujitsu, what is do you th- what do you think is are the tactics to actually do it? And it's not me because I want to force her. It's like she wants to do it, but she really doesn't think that she's cut out for it. Okay. So what's something that you have you dealt with that? That's have an you- amazing question. Yeah. Um, uh, so it's and it, you can you can say femininity, and this is an example. Mm-hmm. But like there are other people that identify with something and that think it goes in the way of say any type of physical activity or an environment where there's mainly males and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like um, it, this goes for any of that. Is uh, you need inspiration, mm-hmm. right? So if you don't like, just like you know the. The general sense in this country is like for minorities, they want to be represented in media. They want that. They want to know that there's a path for them. They want to know it's even possible. And I relate to that million percent because as a kid growing up, I didn't see people like me. I didn't see Asians. Like, it, it, I didn't. So I was like, uh, so when I was with the homies, it was like, Orle, wey, wey, rasa, wey. you feel me? Like, I'm just, I was in that culture. So I lived that culture. You know what I'm saying? So, like, with femininity or any other um, type of, thing right mm-hmm. and jujitsu it can be seen as uh, uh competing right in a way because th- there's it, it comes from a uh, uh, uh lack of enlightenment or information or exposure right so when i think exposure i think inspiration so i think if i was to talk to chi right now and say like i want you to find females that are successful in jujitsu whether competition running schools or whatever you're going to find a lot of uh, amazing people that love their love like they see like they're like Superman, Superwoman, right? They're like, um, uh, they're one thing here, but they're another thing here. They can be strong, they can be empowered, they can have confidence and they can learn that through jujitsu or bring it to jujitsu or they, it all works together. It might not look that way because yeah. then there's some, like, I don't know if for jujitsu you see the news feeds of like women with long hair, like yeah, dressed no, up, see, like what's up? Yeah, and then, yeah. But then there are killers on the mat. So yeah. it's like, it's inspiration. So I recommend her or anyone to find these people that inspire right. you and know that it's possible. So number one, it is possible. 
possible. Number two is like uh, be inspired, right? So my inspirations for this is like uh, Brenda and Alex at Milton's. Like they are, you see them, they get, hit you with a smile and they're so nice. And, and it's, so Brenda works as an attorney and like uh, Alex is just super mom. And like uh, uh, it's just... Uh, it's just Olivia is awesome too. She's a super mom and she's yeah. a teacher. So like all this, she's grading papers on the mat. You know what I mean? Yeah. She she has a kid and he's super cute running around. And this is strong females. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's really that simple. It's like the strength of the female isn't the ability to grow nails or anything like mm-hmm. that. And you could have nails. It's all good. But it shouldn't be. That shouldn't be your identity. You know what I mean? Your identity is knowing deep inside that if you need if you need to handle yourself out, outside, mm-hmm. do it. So like with jujitsu, we gotta we can't forget that self defense, right? Mm-hmm. So it teaches you more about yourself by pushing you through those things. So if anyone's interested in pushing themselves and seeing who they really are, jujitsu is the one. Like mm-hmm. yeah, you're not gonna have long nails. It's gonna we're gonna have an issue with that yeah you got to take your piece of piercings out like steph had an issue with her rings and her piercings having yeah. to take it out yeah you got to do that but that's really the only requirement you don't have to be butch or dude like if you want to be that way do it your identity is the most important but you just can enhance that identity mm-hmm. i don't think it takes away from it i think you uh uh for the feminine folks if i understand correctly like if they want to feel empowered they want to feel strong but feel good about themselves just is a great way to do that like there's there's you're you're essentially you as a female can beat the crap out of dudes like think about that how how much more empowering do you need you know what i'm saying it's like find inspiration find inspiration know what jiu-jitsu is for Mm -hmm. and know that they can both uh they're they can live they can coexist together they Uh can you can have that superwoman moment where you Mm -hmm. put the cape on and or take the glasses off and put it back on you could do that with jiu-jitsu like when i'm on the street when i'm at linkedin and i'm working a corporate job i don't talk about jiu-jitsu all day like i'm i got a job to do you Mm -hmm. know what i mean when i get on the mat i just feel like a different person Mm -hmm. i feel free you know what i'm saying so if you guys want that freedom and you want that freedom to enhance your other parts of your life this jiu-jitsu is the place you know what I mean? Sure. Right yeah. yeah. Uh, this is a question from myself. So coming from a, a, a wrestling background, yes. I find it... I fuck with that. I, yeah. Me too. Yeah, I yeah, wrestled in high school. Yeah. Yeah. So like I, at first, I really didn't enjoy um, grappling in the gi. Okay. So how do you feel about people doing no gi jiu-jitsu only? Only no gi jiu-jitsu? Yeah, only no gi. Look, the more people that grapple, the better. Okay. There, it's just simple as that. Mm-hmm. There is no, there are no teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't believe in teams. Like, if you're Japanese and, and we connect on the mat, like, bro, like, we're the same. There's nothing different. You want to do no gi, so be it. You want to do gi, so be it. The problem I have is the exclusive, exclusive, ex- what's the word? Exclusivity? Okay, that's a good word think that's of the day. <laughs> Bing, you know what I'm saying? I think that's the problem. I think the fact that there's teams and all that stuff, like, uh, that's the problem. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, like, um, people who do, uh, that's the problem. Like in general, if you train, that's awesome. You know, this is martial arts at the end of the day, and you can learn a lot. You, it's, the whole purpose of a martial artist is to learn something through doing this one thing and then apply it to the rest of your life. If it can enhance you, that's what you should do. Take the good and leave the rest, right? That's what grappling is. Now, specifically, if we were in a jiu-jitsu room full of jiu-jitsu guys and uh, a student says, uh, what happens if I just train in the gi? What happens if I just train no gi? I have a different opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Like it can go, you can go deeper. Like, I honestly believe, and I actually heard this from Sean Williams, right? He's, he's a Hensel Gracie black belt mm-hmm. beast, legend, right? Never got a chance to meet him, but he's so smart. Mm-hmm. And he's like, 
let's let's agree that no gi and gi. What are the differences? One has gi, one has one doesn't. What is what is the implications of that? That means that it, when you have cloth material, you have more opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. When you have more opportunities, you have more to think about. When you have more to think about, more is possible. You know, so it's just like a, you just follow that path. Yeah. No gi is hard. It's not easy. It's just different. Mm-hmm. But you can slip out of submissions. The game is faster. Like leg locks are way more effective in no gi than gi. You know, the trend in no gi and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a reason why a lot of those guys can't transition in the gi. Um, the way I saw it growing up, the way my mentality was, was uh, back in the day, ADCC champions, mm-hmm. all of them trained in the gi. And then what is that? Does that mean anything? Or is it just the fact that gi was more popular in the time? Well, I'll tell you what. I can do, I, I can train in the gi for three years. You put me in a no gi, the transition between grabbing the sleeve to grabbing the wrist isn't brain surgery. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Grabbing the collar to grabbing the neck isn't that big of a deal. So when you sort of break it down, the person that only does gi will do better in no gi. Mm-hmm. But it, the, it's not vice versa. Yeah. If you do nothing but no gi and you go to gi, you will hate it. And really ask yourself why you'll hate it. Number one, it's probably ego. Like you're not having a good time. Because when you win is when you're when it's fun, mm-hmm. right? I didn't have fun in jiu-jitsu for a really long time. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people won't. But it's the challenge that gets them coming back. Mm-hmm. But with no gi guys, it's, when they do gi, they have a hard time. And it's they don't like that. But uh, 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 but really ask, is it the ego? Is it is it philosophical like you think that gi is not effective in the street and you're doing jiu-jitsu because you want to be tan yourself on the street that's a whole nother debate mm-hmm. but at the end of the day uh, to sum it up is like there are differences for sure yeah. but i don't think the, the cutting ourselves to different teams is good mm-hmm. i also don't think I, I think more people that grapple the better mm-hmm. grappling is a very important skill like driving a manual car do you need to know how to drive it no but will it save your ass maybe yeah right sure. so why not why not have a hobby that can save your life you know what oh. i'm saying sweet thanks yeah. for that man yeah. Um, let's see. Damn, yeah. I'm going on rants. Am I going too long, dog? No, no, that's cool. Uh, you know what I was thinking? Um, I'll up? cut this part off. Uh, then you, this should this by itself could be a YouTube uh, post. Oh, you know that's true. I mean? That's like, true. So, uh, like, you, the capital wow, be, we should do that. Yeah, that's so, actually a great so, idea. These questions, they're like, you know, they're very jujitsu specific. Yeah, though, specific. I agree. So, so I could cut just this part. Of yeah, like most common. But you know what questions. I'm doing when I answer? I'm trying to answer in ways that don't people don't do jujitsu. So yeah. like, remember like identity and like mm-hmm. um, empowerment. Like I'm yeah. making so sure to incorporate like that. that. Yeah, like, the, I think that by itself could be one YouTube video. For this, sure. Especially the the this jujitsu um the gi and no gi one. Yeah, that could be a video by itself. Um, but yeah, yeah it's just tough because you know why? Because when you posted that story one, you just cl- called me like a jujitsu guy. Yeah. If you said like, you know, this guy never finished high school to yeah. this, I think more people would have, we would have had more things that are relevant to more people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's all sure. good. Yeah. But, um, let's see. Um, I'm going to start doing the fast, the fast and easy one. Yeah, I'll do, I'll answer quicker too. Just give me, just give me that heads up. Favorite submission? Favorite submission is submission that works. Really? Yeah. There's no favorite like technique. So I have a preference on Mm -hmm. um, arm bars, right? But depending on the position, like I'm trying to finish, Mm -hmm. that's my favorite. The chosen submission that you use at that point in time is your favorite. Think about it, right? Mm -hmm. Because what is if if I was if I was in mount and I wanted to do foot locks, Mm -hmm. what I'm gonna give up mount to do go for foot lock is like that favorite submission. What is that? What's the real question behind that, right? You know. So when I was thinking about this question, I was like. That moment in time, that appropriate submission at that appropriate position is your favorite technique. It needs to be, mm-hmm. or else you're not going to get that tap, right? Yeah, so for me, my favorite submission is the one that I choose, it, that I decide is the best at that moment in time. Mm, gotcha. Um, I, I guess I'm going to change it up, but what's your most, like, you might answer it the same way, but most gratifying? Gratifying what? 
uh, submission. Like, I'm trying to get your, like, which one you like, which move do you like to do the best? I love arm bars. Arm bars, okay, yeah. cool. Uh, okay. But, but <laughs> are you really? Yeah. That's you being a host and shit? Yeah. And I was like, no, that was a cool question, but I didn't want that. No, arm bars are important. Uh, I do uh, variations on arm bars. I've done so many arm bars that I know how to finish. I know how to make people tap to arms uh, moving in a particular way that is uh, uh, not conventional, right? Mm -hmm. So those are the ones that I have a preference for. It's my favorite. I hit them off crazy angles, and uh, that's what I like. Sweet. Uh, Favorite athlete? And this is probably jujitsu-wise. Favorite Favorite BJJ athlete? Yeah. I mean, fuck, dude. Like, uh, I don't know that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean... uh, it's so there's so many people that inspire me you yeah. feel me but it's just a philosophical thing for me like i don't have favorites mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like there there's only a few people in my life that are my favorite and like athletes is not on that list mm-hmm. you feel me like okay. my favorite mom is my mom yeah my yeah. Fr- my favorite um uh, mother-in-law is my favorite mother-in-law you know yeah. what i'm saying like there, there's only one you know what mm-hmm. i mean like um steph is my favorite person you feel me? Like, you're my favorite, like, homie <laughs> that's named Rich that owns a podcast. You feel me? So, <laughs> yeah, I only know one Rich, by the way. Uh, uh, so I'm say, reserving that Rich one for uh, someone else. You're the, I'm nah, I'm playing. I'm just kidding. No, but uh, favorite athlete when it comes to jujitsu is got to be, like, um, Milton Bastos. He's my favorite. Like, he's, has he competed in a while? Like, he doesn't need to, bro. Like, he's f- so lit. You know what I mean? Like, he's. I ask him a question, he gives me an answer. Like, you know how hard that it was to find coming up in this game? You know what I'm saying? Like, my, my first instructor, it was a challenge. You feel me? And I know other people that have instructors that is challenging for them, too. And my instructor gave me a lot. Like, he's the homie. You know what I mean? But um, uh, it's, it's uh, you know, when I met uh, Milton, it was game changer, bro. Like, did I like him the very first moment? I think I told him before. Like, I didn't like him at all. Like, I was just like, bro, I see you. But, like, you know what I'm saying? I, you know? But after a while, like, he just, I got into his mind. And then he's so sick. So, yeah, Milton Bastos, other athlete, um, just people that I've trained with that are really pursuing their dreams are my favorite like those are the people that inspire me like you are, win the world championships is like and i know you're a dick like you yeah, immediately yeah, get disqualified that. you yeah. immediately get yeah michael, michael jordan i've worked with that dude before it's like i i hate that dude you know what i'm saying he's like mm-hmm. i've had so many bad experiences with that guy so yeah it's just it's more than the athletic part yeah. just the athlete is the qualifier and then it's like do are they awesome Third people, people? Yeah. that's what it is so mm-hmm. yeah milton sweet um hardest part about opening a gym the hardest part about opening a gym is all the stuff that you didn't know was going to happen, mm. without a what's, doubt. What's one thing that happened? It's just like, so I, I ran into, I'll give you, I mean, I talked to Milton about this quite a bit, mm. and I don't want to bore you guys, but it's just like, um, little things like pricing is important. Like, mm. you have to put your, yourself in the, in, the, in the mind of the person that you're trying to attract, right? And I always did that regarding marketing and all that stuff. Like, I'm trying, I'm experimenting so much. But for instance, like, my number one selling point was the fact that, like, I want an, an even exchange because, like, I, don't, I can't have morning classes or evening or noon classes because I work full time, right? Mm-hmm. It will happen soon. Like, I just need instructors to come through. What's up? We'll work a deal. You feel me? <laughs> but, like, um, since I don't have that, I wanted to give them as much class as I can give them, giving them a, f- a fair price. And so, like, I realized that by giving them too good of a drop-in, they never signed up for the monthly, right? So they were, like, hacking the system. And I, I took offense to that because I'm like, you know, Jiu-Jitsu guys, I don't care if you can only make it once a week. Like, you're part of a team or you're not. You know what I mean? Like, you're part of a school or you're not. 
know what I'm saying? As much as like, I don't like the whole team versus team thing, but it's like, if you want to be a part of something, go, go in, you know? I didn't expect people to take advantage of a loophole. And, um, as and I realized it was just like, I have to increase prices to prevent that. But the reality is like, if you're the homie and whatever, we'll go back to talking about it. But it's, it's more of like, um, just little things that you didn't anticipate. I really took offense to that, but I realized, like, I put myself in their shoes. I'm like, well, I would, I would probably do the same thing if I didn't know Jisoo. Like, if you tell me I go to McDonald's and the combo is like eight dollars, but if I buy the burger and the fries separate, and then like I get the water, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can get it for three. It's like, why wouldn't I do that? So I can't blame anyone else for doing that. But little things like that is like the most difficult like i didn't anticipate it and i took it personally and like i just got to keep it moving you know mm -hmm. what i mean like so you know just adjust and uh, improve nice um all right this is a silly one uh your favorite food <sighs> Fuck, dude. like i know shoot we like to eat so you know me yeah you know me you know I, your food too i know my food bro yeah like you know who raised me like paula dean and emerald lagasse <laughs> and like alton brown like i watched tv for days yeah. coming up so like i i feel like i had a, a proper culinary education mm -hmm. not only in technique of cooking and stuff mm -hmm. but like how things are prepared and how things should taste yeah. and so i'm particular as a mug bro like yeah. I, and not particular as an oh i don't want that but it's like I want to try this. I want to try that. I want to do this. I want to, go, you know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. favorite food, bro. You know what I mean? Like I, I could tell you my favorite genre is Japanese food. Japanese. Like the amount of respect that they have for the smallest things is so like inspiring. Right. So, um, I guess you can sort of tell like it's, it's, it's not just mouthfeel. It's about like, what can I, what story can I pull from certain things that affect me? And it's, 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 it's there's so much inspiration, so many cuisine, and you can look at a, at a genre of food and like learn more about the culture. You know what I'm saying? Like his Hispanics got like the most hearty, like, they're, they're like you blood sweat and tears in their food because yeah. then it's like they keep it simple but they put a lot into it mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so it's like bro like i don't know it just makes there's just some i I'm, no. is that right, a we'll is that a answer. weak answer i'll say no, sushi that, sushi all right sushi all right. for sure <laughs> 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 we went like five minutes you could just say sushi i know damn bro hey for anyone trying to interview me <laughs> fuck. all right this is gonna be the last question uh grappling systems and subsystems in bjj um this is from charlie uh, have you found any correlation and have you applied it to your life? Do you have any more like contacts behind that? So question? I think it's, it's like the, you know, the Eddie Bravo, the, the, I'm guessing it's those kind of subsystems, like, you know, leg locks and things like that. <laughs> okay. So, um, I'm a big believer in systems, but like, I, I, you know, there's this recent thing with, um, Robert Drysdale and like Gordon Ryan. Did you see that? Mm, I know who I know who they are, but essentially one of them said like you you claim a system, but you know that's just made up and whatever. It's like, yeah. dude, system is like how you take a shit in the morning. Like, system is just a process that you can replicate and that you can like it helps clear up a lot of question marks. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you can follow a system blindly and it can work for you. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you don't necessarily need to know the why. So, system to me is like everything's a system. Like the way I open up the gym and close it at night is a system. There's a process in place because I. I learned and I learned how to improve so systems when it comes to differences at the end of the day it's like what do you want you know what I mean like do you want and sometimes what you want can involve the people that are involved in that or the type of culture or anything like that so systems uh, at the end of the day I think is better than a non-system though like nice. I think a system is extremely important because it keeps you laser focused in and then uh, when you have a particular focus answers start having like you're able to answer certain questions right mm -hmm. so um at the end of the day, systems are important. I think if you don't follow a predetermined system, which most people won't, like create your own system. Just 
have have that thing because in jiu-jitsu one thing i noticed very early on and well a little, feel like a little too late but earlier is um people who specialize do well mm. like you don't need to learn everything you shouldn't you just shouldn't you're doing everyone else a disservice you're taking too long to damn i just Burped in the mic, it's all good. It's okay. uh, <laughs> no, but if, if you really want to get good at something, specialize. Mm -hmm. And jujitsu is like our thing that we want to get better in, right? But let's go deeper. Like if you want to do, if you want to be an insane passer, be it. But you got to own that shit. Yeah. You got to have systems on top of systems on top of systems. When I think subsystem, I think your your system of passing. And a subsystem is like when they put their knee in across your belly and you're like, okay, how do I deal with this? That's a whole subsystem to me. So that's my interpretation of the question. Charlie, my bad if I didn't answer it the way you want it. But uh, we can put me on your podcast coming up too. Uh, I'd love to be on that. You oh. know what I mean? He has a podcast? He said you're going to start one. Oh, I didn't know that. I, he was on a podcast recently yeah, before I his seen, Japan trip, right? One. I listened yeah. to that. He's so smart. Like, yeah, dude. He, like, he, I'm he just works like, at Google and he went bro, to like a like, Dog, like, can I be your homie? All right. Um... All right, that's pretty much it. So the last things that we have on this list is what's next for you and yeah. if you have any social media shout outs. Okay, so what's next for me is like just increase the love. You know what I'm saying? Like um, I, I, a couple tips that I have that I live for myself is you are the people you surround yourself with. So surround yourself. I know for a fact that's true, by the way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So protect, uh, protect who you want to become. And surround yourself with people you want to become, right? So, like, you are the people you surround yourself with. So, um, I try to surround myself and associate with myself with people that are positive, that have passion, that want something. Because I have all of the above, and I need people to. I need to be inspired by the people around me. Like, I don't get inspired by what I see in the media because I've met celebrities, and they are not who they say they are, right? So, like, I got that unique insight. The people that should be celebrities are people that are in your life right now that you can reach out and touch. Those are your celebrities. You feel me? So, um, just increase that. Be inspired. Continue to move. My number one thing is I want to make my future self proud, and I want to make my um, future, like, the, the life that I want, the family that I will have, I want them to be proud of what I'm doing right now, okay? So, like, people that are uninspired, people that have no goals, change it up, bro, mm -hmm. because I really think about your, your future daughter. Think about your future son. Think about, will they be proud of daddy? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have kids, but um, I, when I think about my dad, and the, my mom and the shit that I had to go through, like, I'm so proud of them because they guess they put food on the table. Like, they, was their food on the table every single day? No, it's not. But that's that's life. Life isn't fair. Fair is a construct. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, do... But what you can control is the pride that your future kids will have, the pride the future family will have in you by working hard today. So my number one goal is to be successful and, like, make sure that I I want the opportunity to help people and I want, but the only way to do that is make sure I'm in a good space. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if a friend is struggling, I want to be able to help them out and not be affected. Like, not have my kid, oh, you can't have braces. Fucking rich needed help with whatever. You know what I'm saying? We need to multiply success. We need to multiply our ability to choose. And then, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, just keep on grinding that way. So, just working hard and doing my best and making sure that I leave better than I came in and that I'm not a drag on anybody and I can help support people. I could help push them to a higher level, making sure that people that are around me are working less, not more. You feel me? So just, just improving life, you know what I mean? Improving the world the best you can, how you can, you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So then shout outs. 
Shout out to Rich. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right he the homie. Like, he inspires me. Like, there's some things he's a dick, but, like, <laughs> you real shit. You want me to air it out, bro? No, nah, but no. Nah. He's the homie. Shout out to everyone that helped me start this gym. Like, I'm talking Milton. I'm talking Alex and Brenda. They supported me. They encouraged me. I'm talking about uh, Kashinya and Samir who run Aries. Like, they're, they're homies. Uh, Philip, he's, he's a – we met through work, but, like, he's been there for me. And, like, his parents have been the homie. And, you know, shout out to Steph and her family and – and Jewel and Zach and their parents and just uh, it's it's the people that are closest to you that I'm 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 trying to shout out. You know what I'm saying? Like it's the people that are closest to you that are the most important in life. You you you. There will be a time in life when they're not going to be around. Mm-hmm. So when I think about that, I get goosebumps. You know what I'm saying? Like so, um, family first, friends first. But another thing is know who real friends are. Mm-hmm. Right? There's the friends the friend the word friend sounds like there's a definition behind it but it's the most ambiguous word that people use nowadays so be very careful about the people that you surround yourself with okay so shout out to them shout out to uh linkedin for giving me that paycheck shout out to michelle she did lit she's lit you know my team's lit kim jen you feel me everyone shout out to bam jiu-jitsu this is the future this is my future if you want to be a part of something special and something unique come through train i'm telling you my number one goal i said it in the very beginning is to make sure my students grow that's it. Positivity, love. Yo. That's it. I shout out positivity and love, bro. You know? <laughs> Let's get it. Denny, thanks for again shit. for doing that's this. What's up. Okay, right, that's man. What's up. You're going to have to cut I'm... this off 50%. <laughs> yeah. All good. For sure. All right, thanks everyone for listening. All right, Peace. See ya.